0: I'm so excited to be able to introduce Reverend Durrell Goodwin to you. Um, Carla and I first met Reverend Durrell when we were at the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries conference last summer. We just had a brief meeting. So for those of you who maybe don't know, that's a network of churches that we've been exploring joining as a church and have been moving forward with that, and it's led by Yvette Flunder. Um, So we've really felt a kinship with that space and so i was able to reach out to reverend durell i read that he was uh, now the bishop elect meaning he's in like a one-year transition i believe um, as our current bishop is kind of being moved up to more like an archbishop sort of space and so reverend Durrell was just like so personable and um, it was just great to be able to talk with somebody who um, is like a pastor of pastors so reverend goodwin is also let me make sure I get this right, a conference minister in the UCC, which I think like we don't really have a lot of hierarchy in our our church background. I think of it as like the equivalent of a bishop, meaning you're a pastor of pastors. So he's in the Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota conference overseeing 78 churches. And then he's also the bishop elect. I think you split your time evenly, if I'm correct, between the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries and the United Churches of Christ. So he'll be a bishop over the Midwest region of TFAM. Um, I asked Reverend Goodwin if there's anything else he'd like for you guys to know about him before he preaches this morning. He said that it's important to him that we know that like his grandma lives with him. Which I think is really sweet. And so if you guys follow him on Facebook, you might see some different quotes and things that he writes about his grandma. So without any further ado, I am really excited to introduce to you guys Reverend Darrell Goodwin. Um, I wish we could give you a warm clapping welcome, but maybe we can give you some snaps on the on the chat.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Emily, Pastor Ken, and just to the entire Blue Ocean family. Um, It is a pleasure and a privilege to be able to join you all. Um, I think it's powerful before I even go into the sermon to talk about the narrative of this church. The fact that you were birthed out of what I might describe struggle, a struggle for justice, a struggle for inclusion, a struggle to be able to claim space. A space that everyone, no matter who God has created you to be, are fully and authentically welcome. That is the type of spiritual energy that I think we need in this particular moment in our world. We need people to have the courage to step out and stand up and not worry that, yes, there may be, quote, some loss to doing that, but there is so much gain on the other side. Pastor Emily did inform me that I had about an hour to preach, no I'm kidding, <laughs> um, just a few minutes, but I, I thought I would be remiss without saying that. Um, i like to start all of my sermons with a song and I ask this song to also be our prayer today. Um, it be that which sort of
2: welcomes you in. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Bound, depressed, broken, sick or lame, for the power of the Lord is still the same. You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name.
1: I want you to think about the words that I'm going to change it from Jesus to love.
2: You won't leave here like you came in love's name, bound, pressed, broken, sick or lame. For the power of love is still the same. You won't leave here like you came. I won't leave here like I came. We can't leave here like we came in love's name
1: may that be the prayer that any time we are gathered together in this space we understand that the intention of any faithful community is that people will not leave the same way they came We want to be changed, we want to be transformed, we want to be renewed, we want to be restored. And if that is central to Blue Ocean and any other church's mission, any other faith community's mission, any other organization's mission, that is part of transformative and actual change. For the sermon on today, um, I wanted to talk about the cost of safety. We are living in this context right now where I think a lot of people are wondering is this world going to ever be safe again? Um, I think as you think about COVID, as I think about a racial pandemic, I think all of these pieces are asking that question, can I be safe? And in this moment with Jesus and the disciples, I think Jesus is offering us a reflection on whether or not or what the cost of safety really is. In order to make sense out of this particular text um, that was so beautifully read earlier, I think you have to have a different understanding of who your Jesus is. It's important to understand that I think for most of us, our Jesus was co-opted. Our Jesus was given an understanding that Jesus was all about kumbaya and singing somewhat vapid songs and <laughs> this image of a Jesus sitting or, or, or pictured in the sanctuary that seemed intangible, seemed inaccessible, a Jesus that seemed almost, quote, too perfect and, let me be honest, too white for most of us to identify with and or be able to connect with. Well, Why is that important? One of the key impacts of empire is to retell a narrative. If you take away who Jesus really was and you supplant Jesus with a figure that seemingly Uh, You know, not really concerned about what's going on a Jesus who just stands at attention as violence and as mistreatment maltreatment goes forward. Then maybe you start thinking if I'm to be like Jesus. I'm also supposed to be on the sidelines. I'm also supposed to be a bystander. I'm also supposed to just quote let my father do my father's business and therefore not be engaged. If I retell the narrative of who Jesus is, not only do I take away the character of Jesus, but I also then plant the seeds for you to be detached from Jesus. If you are detached from Jesus, then in effect you are detached from justice. If you are detached from Jesus, you are detached from sacred activism. If you are detached from Jesus, you are detached from change in the world. If you are detached from Jesus, you are detached from your own transformation. So in order to make this thing work and to think about the cost of safety, we have to one, reclaim Jesus. We have to reclaim who Jesus really was. Jesus was indeed involved in uprisings against empire. Jesus was a problematic figure because Jesus didn't stand by. Jesus wasn't quiet. Jesus didn't hide Jesus's sense of saying what's happening in the world and in society is inappropriate. It's not okay. And it's actually not what I believe my, quote, father desired for the world when we reclaim that understanding of jesus then maybe we find a way to be reconnected as opposed to detached from that jesus Empire doesn't want you to attach to that Jesus because you're going to do what? Rise up in the streets. You're going to do what? Have worship services that are naming the ones who've been slain, not because they somehow did something wrong, but just because of who they were. The empire doesn't want you to talk about that kind of Jesus because your songs transition from maybe about just the beauty of the earth to the beauty in companionship, the beauty in relationship, the beauty in seeing your siblings as true creations of the the divine. So Jesus was enraged by what was happening in the world and Jesus used his voice and Jesus used his body and Jesus used his life in order to push us towards that change. We siblings are encouraged to do the same thing. What else do we learn from Jesus' story? Not everybody was with Jesus. Not everybody understood. Even those who were closest to Jesus could not wrap their minds around what it would mean for Jesus to be saying, suffering is going to take place. Your safety is going to be questioned. Your comfort is going to be challenged. Your understanding of the world is going to have to be misshapen and broken and remolded again. And so the disciples, some of them were like, no, no, no. <laughs> not, not me, Jesus. Not, not you, Jesus. There are those who are in our friendship circles, and our family, people who we deeply are connected with, who will not have the same kind of courage. Don't you know there were people who believed in what Ken and Emily were doing? They believed in all of you who decided that you would transition over to this ministry, but something in them was, but this is just not the right time. Have you ever heard that? (laughs) This is just not the right way. This is not the right path because, in their understanding, change will one day come. Empire wants you to believe the kingdom of God is something distant and far away at the second coming of Jesus. Empire doesn't want you to understand that Jesus was demanding the kingdom of God be materialized now. This will mean some family folks are going to be uncomfortable, some of your best friends are going to be uncomfortable, people you go to the farmer's market with. When, you know, things are open and safe, again, they may not want to go to the farmer's market with you because you have challenged the status quo. You have said, I'm going to lean into what it truly means to have an intimate relationship with God. If you truly have an intimate relationship with God, siblings, you're going to be uncomfortable most of the time because so much of how we've been socialized to live will be countercultural so much of who god is calling us to be is not going to be what empire requires now this is something that i really need you to pay attention tune in to zoom to hear if we indeed live what jesus was calling us most churches will not accept you or like you or welcome you in not everyone in your circle will stand by you and here's last part most of us including myself operate from a self-preservation moment (laughs) you know if you were walking and you heard a loud bang you drop Uh, if you are thinking and somebody says there's danger over there that's probably not going to be the place that you're going to go Um, one of my most hilarious stories of my college life is my girlfriend and i went away for a little retreat and we had permission from our parents um and the fire alarm went off and i woke up first and said i think there's a fire and in the next two seconds she was already she had already run out of the room was down the street <laughs> and i was left there thinking is this what love is is a college birth she's gone but in her was this desire for self-preservation she heard fire and for her it was like get out of here And so my thought was, well, where's the love for me? Did you forget that I was there? That's how it is in this moment of justice. Someone screaming fire. And we have to make a choice. Does that mean that we're supposed to run ahead and protect ourselves, or are we supposed to stay? Stay to see what's going on, stay to be a witness for the change, stay to be a part of the handiwork of God that puts the fire out. I can't promise you that if you choose this walk of Christ, that there won't be suffering. I can't promise you that you won't be uncomfortable more often than not. (laughs) I can't promise you that those who proclaim the name of Christ will probably turn away and not want to walk alongside you because they've chosen the Christ of empire and not actually the Christ of the gospel. But what I can tell you that if you abandon, quote, this life, the life of privilege, the life of it's just about me, the life of I'm not intimately connected with those who are minoritized and marginalized on this earth. I can't promise that those days won't be hard, but if you do choose that path, I can promise that you will achieve life and life so much more abundantly The challenge for us, friends, is to accept that the lives we are now living are actually far more imprisoned than the lives that are to come. And I'm not talking about a heaven versus earth understanding. I'm talking about a life without justice versus a life with justice. It is the understanding that if I walk, and sibling, you are walking alongside me and with me, then we are both fundamentally transformed and changed. Two weeks ago in Omaha, I was in downtown and I was at an uprising. And this is what was so powerful about this uprising. There were young people standing in solidarity together. Black young people, white young people, Asian young people, Asian Pacific Islander young people, native folks, Latino folks, white kids, you know, everybody, they were there. They were there in solidarity. They were there in passion. And as I said a couple of days ago in a different talk, they weren't requesting change. They weren't suggesting transformation. They were literally commanding it to be. There is a difference between the safety of a request. Well, if it's okay, if you would think about and consider, maybe possibly I would love (laughs) and saying, it is so justice will and is rolling down like a river we are taking off the blinders that maybe we've lived with i am and will dismantle my own systems of oppression and privilege so that i might give life to someone else when we choose life and quote not safety when we abandon this particular life for the one that is yet being prepared for us, then we will dismantle and eradicate all isms. Sexism will end, racism will end, homophobia will end, transphobia will end, the ways in which we've divided ourselves on socioeconomic lines, all of that fades away. Because when I look at you, I see an extension of myself. I see the beauty of creation manifest in you, and you see the beauty of creation manifest in me. And maybe for some of us, for the first times in our lives, we will have truly encountered God, a God of love, a God of life, a God of challenge, and a God of support, a God tangible, a God relevant, a God calling uniquely and specifically to you. So, my friends, engage in an uprising because your Jesus did so. Be comfortable with that not everybody's going to stand with you or walk with you. And know that if we abandon this life so fractured and broken and curated by empire, that there will be a life that is everlasting, where we truly can walk hand in hand as the children of the Most High God. Don't leave this place the same way you came. Don't leave this space the same way you came and welcome others into the same transformation of the gospel. Amen.